You are listening to the Corona Diaries, brought to you by Allegra. For more information, please visit allegralaboratory.net. Good morning, dear listeners. Um, this is Mahira Sarkola speaking from Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan. So yesterday was the 15th uh, when uh, the initially declared state of emergency was supposed to end, but it has been extended for another two weeks until the 30th of April now. So, um, yeah, so it looks like um, this is going to keep happening for um, some time. I'm trying to kind of think to myself that it might go on into autumn. Um, yeah, take up to six months, this whole period of um, isolation and state of emergency. Um, and yeah, so um, I was thinking the other day that I already sort of have um, this kind of experience of um, staying at home for six months, um, which I had to do after I was in a car crash um, a couple of years ago, and uh, uh, both of my femoral bones were broken, and uh, it was a very long period of recovery when I couldn't leave home for six months. Of course, it was different because I uh, wasn't isolated from people. People I actually depended on people a lot, um, depended on, uh, you know, doctors and, and friends and uh, various um, helpers um, who would come to me. I eventually started teaching classes, so students would come to my place. Um, I would teach remotely back then. So... I know that <laughs> it's yeah I've done it before and um, it's not um, an unusual reality for a lot of disabled people um, where I live that they are constantly isolated they can't leave their homes because nowhere is accessible you know so if you live on the fourth floor of a building it doesn't have an elevator and everywhere outside um, basically you know. Um, it's not accessible terrain for people with limited um, mobility, people in wheelchairs. So um, they are basically, that's their everyday existence. So this is one of the things that um, social scientists have been uh, saying since the pandemic and the lockdown started is uh, how a lot of the existing inequalities um, came into a very stark relief. Now we uh, started paying attention that you know our everyday so-called normal is not normal at all. It's based on exploitation, inequality, and suffering that is um, usually unacknowledged. But now it becomes obvious how the entire system is made possible by this type of oppression and uh, exploitation. So um, what uh, else is happening in Kyrgyzstan? So. Um, they've extended the state of emergency. They've shortened the curfew, though. So um, it now starts at 9 in the evening and it uh, finishes at 6 in the morning. Um, the number of confirmed um, uh, cases of COVID-19 is about 500, last time I checked. Uh, number of deaths is still in the single digits. Uh, but... Um, uh, more and more uh, doctors are getting infected each day. 
And this is again due to, you know, lack of proper protocols, lack of support for medical staff, lack of even elementary means of protection. So um, a few doctors have uh, posted online um, showing the kind of protection they're given, which is completely inadequate. So one of them uh, posted um, pictures of a, a kind of cheesecloth, uh, a face mask made, made of cheesecloth with huge holes in it that he was supposed to wear for protection while tending to the sick. Um, so um, then the Gakenbe, uh, which is like a KGB um, uh, in, in Kyrgyzstan, um, basically forced him to record uh, an apology for uh, misinformation uh, of the population. Um, and he uh, he apologized on, uh, on this video, uh, but he did a very um, smart thing where in the end of his so-called apology, he put the face mask over his mouth, basically showing that he's being shut up. And so they started a, a flash mob. Um, so uh, various people have been sort of apologizing sarcastically um, for basically telling the truth about the situation, what, what's actually happening and uh, how uh, basically uh, inadequate the measures are that the government is, is uh, pushing forward. Um, and uh, the response is just not uh, up to the needs. Uh, so yeah, they, they, there's a, this hashtag Nurbek, um, and uh, yeah, people just keep uh, sarcastically apologizing for, for telling the truth to the power. Um, another sort of online uh, phenomenon in the past days was that um, the videos are being published of um, women confronting policemen. And in, in um, one of the recordings, a, a woman is wearing short shorts because she went out for a jog. And so this, this um, crowd of policemen basically were filming her uh, from all sides, showing, um, you know, the way she's dressed um, and basically harassing her uh, for being out. <clears throat> and another case where a woman was shouting at policemen, uh, you know, with profanities and, and some, you know, inappropriate um, language uh, and again you know there's like this uh, online campaign of, of shaming women for being out in public um, you know um, not being dressed appropriately now this includes not wearing a face mask um, but just generally you know violating this and this is recorded by policemen and then it's, it's published online so this was even discussed in the parliament how justified this uh, is like you know um, okay they may reproach someone for you know violating the terms of but the, you know um, recording them uh, without consent and then posting uh, the, the recordings is a um, complete uh, you know um, violation and abuse of power uh, so so once again kind of we see this um, uh, now kind of naked uh, curfew, uh, yeah, that uh, usually exists for women. Yeah, so even if uh, we don't live in, in a state of emergency, uh, there's this uh, hidden, unspoken curfew for women. You're not supposed to be out on the streets, you're not supposed to be dressed a certain way on the streets, you know, and, and uh, if you're attacked and shamed, that's your own fault. 
Um, so men are not being similarly shamed, although there are multiple reports um, in the news also of, you know, people assaulting police officers, being drunk. A lot of these people actually are quite powerful, you know, they have some positions of power. Um, they're like civil servants, uh, policemen, uh, members of parliament, you know, drunk driving, assaulting police officers. And also on the same day that, uh, you know, there was this public shaming of a woman in shorts, um, and, and the other woman uh, who was uh, shouting in police officers was actually detained for 15 days for hooliganism. At the same day in the news, there was a headline that said that uh, a drunk uh, border guard was sexually assaulting and harassing uh, girls, underage girls, um, uh, in um, the south of the country. And the judge just let him go. So, um, and so once again, we have this, you know, Double standards. Um, so yeah, like uh, basically, this is um, this is what has been in the news. Um, other things is uh, yeah, like uh, the LGBT organizations here uh, have uh, been. Um, providing direct support to people in the community. So they've been distributing food and medicines and providing psychological and legal support, but now they've run out of money. Um, so they're um, looking for additional funds. Um, and there's been a lot of like this, you know, grassroots initiatives, people organizing to, you know, distribute direct help to various communities in need. So, you know, women with disabilities also need you know, sanitary products, pets, and um, uh, diapers, and, and things like that. Um, so there was an initiative to collect for that. And then just people sort of directly, you know, within their smaller social networks, giving direct support to each other. So that, that seems like that's um, how people manage to survive in these difficult times. So until uh, next week then, I uh, hope you're all um, supporting each other and uh, taking care of yourselves. Until next time, bye.